What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tony. Man, so much has happened since our last episode. We had Ukraine get invaded by Russia. Uh, the State of the Union took place. The country has turned a corner where COVID is concerned, depending on how you view you know, the events of the last two years and, and where we are today. A lot of things have changed over the last uh, two months in terms of how we respond and react to COVID. A lot of restrictions have been, you know, kind of cut down and uh, things are changing. You know, mass mandates are dropping uh, everywhere you look. You know, these different cities and states are dropping mask mandates and I think that's a good thing. I think it's long overdue. I think a lot of people, no matter how you feel, you know, whatever side of the argument you land on in terms of, you know, COVID, I think most people are over it. Everybody's tired of it. Everybody's kind of made up in their mind that, you know, we're just going to live with COVID, whatever the variant may be, and, and just, you know, carry on like we do with any other sickness that everybody kind of catches and and gets. Um, you know, I'm really starting to feel the pinch of inflation uh, and a lot of the choices that, you know, the Biden administration has made. I'm starting to feel the effects of them tangibly. Uh, and I don't like it. Uh, it's not right. And you know, one thing that I said after the election, no matter how you feel about who won or who didn't win, um, I said to some friends and, you know, I even posted on social media, everybody was in such a hurry to get rid of President Trump. And I said to myself, a lot of people are getting ready to get a lot of things that they didn't know that they asked for. And fast forward a year and some change and people are paying the price of some decisions that President Biden made immediately, you know, with his so-called decisions to undo the harm done by President Trump. And I'll say this, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your political leanings are. I don't care, you know, how you felt about Donald Trump. Uh, you know, as well as I do, that your pocket wasn't suffering the way it is now under Biden. And it's just a fact. Um, I did a podcast a while back about the silent majority. And I think those people are some of the biggest um, hypocrites, I think. You know, right before the State of the Union, I was talking to a family member and I said, they asked, you know, they, they, they mentioned that they, you know, they wanted to know why it was so hard on Joe Biden. And the reason that, you know, I feel the way I do is because, you know, for four years while Trump was in office, I received comments, you know, DMs uh, about things that I posted on Instagram. People will come on, come in my DMs and make comments referring, referencing things that I had posted. Uh, if I posted something, you know, there would be all this pushback in the comments about how silly it was. 
And everybody has something to say. Everybody had an opinion about why Trump was so bad. And all of this information was coming to me unsolicited. I didn't ask for any of it. But in a way, I kind of did ask for it because when you post on a public forum, you're opening yourself up to a response. And I think that's a misconception that a lot of people file privy to, that they can post something and whether it's their opinion and it's something that they feel strongly about, it's like this shock when outside people respond to it negatively. It's almost like, you know, I'm posting this because I want y'all to see it, but I don't want you to say anything about it because this is my opinion and it should be, I should be left to it. And that's dishonest where social media is concerned. When you post something on social media, uh, be ready for the response. Be ready for people to push back on what you have to say. Be ready for people to disagree and be honest enough with yourself to take what they have to say and turn it into an objective conversation. I just, you know, people just don't, people don't get that. And I see too much of it on social media, especially where Biden is concerned. Nobody has anything to say. Uh, Everybody can see what's wrong. Everybody can see the problems. Everybody can feel the issues happening tangibly. When you go to the gas pump, when you go to the grocery store, everybody can see it, but nobody will blame Joe Biden. And if Trump was in office, it would be people protesting at the White House. They'd be at the Capitol. They'd be in front of the White House picketing, calling for him to be impeached because, you know, they're paying too much at the gas pump. They're paying too much in the grocery store. And all of this silence to me is like, it just, it shows how hypocritical people are. Nobody wants to use the phrase, keep that same energy. And it's convenient to say that until that energy is directed towards something that uh, is important to you. And so I think people just kind of just post stuff. They want knee-jerk reactions and clickbait, and they don't want any opposition. People want to post on social media and be left alone and try to see how many likes they can get or see how many, you know, uh, people they can get in the amen corner. And I, I took that for four years during Trump, and it didn't bother me. I welcomed people who had opposing opinions or who didn't like what I had to say and we would have conversations in the DMs we would have conversations in the comment sections and go back and forth and a lot of that you know ended with people deciding that they didn't want to be friends with me anymore you know people deciding that you know just however they felt people got in their feelings but now when the shoe was on the other foot nobody has anything to say And so I'm posting all of this stuff because I want it to be front and center in people's face to see how foolish of a decision that they made. And what happens when you make decisions rooted in emotion instead of objective, critical thinking. And this is what you get. Everybody, you know, I'm, I'm almost certain that the vast majority of Americans would be willing to overlook Anything that President Trump would have to say on Twitter, 
anything he said to a reporter in a press conference, everybody would be willing to overlook it if they could trade that in to get back to $2.30 a gallon gas or $2.12 or whatever. Because what we're paying now is ridiculous. And it's only getting ready to go up because today the Biden administration just announced that they will, in fact, cut off Russia from importing oil to the U.S. So as of this morning, it's, it's, it's crazy. My wife was on the way to work and she called me. She was passing by a gas station near her office and she told me that regular was $4.29 a gallon. And you've seen posts, um, you know, on, you know, different parts of the country, California, uh, regular is as high as six ninety five a gallon in some places, you know, there is, it can be even higher in a lot of places. And now that we've cut Russia off from importing oil, those gas prices, whereas four twenty nine a gallon could easily be five and six dollars a gallon here in Charlotte and in California, they'll be well over, you know, moving into ten, eleven, twelve dollars a gallon for gas. And it is absolutely unbelievable. It is mind blowing to me that, you know, maybe that's what it will take for people to come out publicly, all these Biden supporters and vote for him. I mean, uh, that voted for him that will have something to say and have some pushback on why he's wrong, why he's not fit for the job, why they made a rash decision. You know, God forbid they admit that they made a mistake. But I don't think people would do that because, you know, one, there's safety in numbers. And that's why these people sit in silence and just suffer in silence because they know within their heart that they made it. They made the wrong choice. And it wasn't really as bad as they thought it was. They listened to the lies of the media spin something that wasn't there. And they bought into it. And now everyone has to suffer for it. Uh, It's just, you know, it really is ridiculous. I saw this week on social media, somebody posted, uh, made a post that talked about how, um, you know, referencing what's happening in Ukraine right now. And they talked about how uh, if you are uncomfortable at, you know, I don't remember what it said verbatim, but it says something to the effect of if you're uncomfortable with high gas prices right now, just look at it as the cost of freedom. You could be in Ukraine right now uh, where your city is under siege or your country is trying to be, in, you know, taken over by another country. And you know what? That That's cute, but it's extremely unrealistic. For one, you know, gas prices are not high because of what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. That's a large part of it. And it's getting ready to be an even larger part of it now that Russia's been cut off. Um, but gas prices were already going up before this happened. Well before, you know, Russia went into Ukraine. They were already high. People were already complaining about how high it was. And... I think that people just don't want to look at the reality. It's it, to me that's a that's just another mechanism for people to use to shift the blame away from Biden and away from the choice that they made when they voted for him because they thought they were getting something better than what we already had. And now they're saying that that's just not true. And I think people in all of their stubbornness 
they don't want to admit that they they made a mistake. Pride will keep people from admitting the truth, and I think that that is dangerous. Um, I think it's dishonest, and you know it doesn't. It's just not helping us at all. You know, we've made a couple of trips over the last couple of days to the gas station. I mean, uh, to the grocery store. And I said to my wife uh, yesterday, we went to the grocery store, and I said, you know what, everybody's complaining about these high gas prices. I said, but I'm sick of these grocery prices. You know, we check out, and we get the total in the cashier's line, and I'm like, how is what we got, how is it this much? How is the total this much money in the grocery store? It's because choices that were made to steer this country in the wrong direction has caused this this inflation to just balloon out of control. And it's only going to get worse. You see it everywhere. We, we, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this before, that my wife and I, in the, since November, uh, we have been trying to buy a house since before Thanksgiving. We've since stopped our search for a new home because home prices are going the wrong way. It's getting ridiculous here in Charlotte. It's like, Three-bedroom homes are going for four-bedroom prices. Four-bedroom homes are going for five-bedroom prices and up. And it just doesn't make sense. Everything wrong with the economy uh, is is kind of stretching into every aspect of life. You know, whether you're trying to get gas, whether you're trying to get groceries, or whether you're trying to buy a house. You can feel the mismanagement of this country. And the State of the Union was no better. The president did not offer any solutions. He was energetic. He stayed on message, but I didn't hear a single solution to any of the problems in America right now. Not one. And I went into the State of the Union listening objectively. I wanted to hear the president say, you know, what was wrong and give his insight on how he was going to fix it. And I didn't hear any of that. I heard, you know, I heard a bunch of kicking the can down the road. Uh, I heard, you know, a bunch of long-term uh, effects, you know, things that would impact us six, seven years from now, but nothing to stop the bleeding right now. And that's the president's job is to let the, the country know, you know, this is the state of the union and this is what I'm going to do about it. And that's why Biden is a horrible leader. He's unfit. I mean, it just really is is just no other way to say it. And people, the faster people can admit that, the quicker we'll all be. We can all get on the same page and start moving towards how we fix this. I think the first phase of fixing this is going to come in the midterm elections come November. So everybody kind of keep an eye on that and watch it just to see what happens. But Biden is terrible, man. He just is. He's... I'll go back to something that Barack Obama said uh, while Joe Biden was on the campaign trail. And he said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. And that's exactly what he's done. And for Barack Obama to say that, you can look it up. He said it. Look it up on Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever search engine you you choose to use, it's there. He said it on the campaign trail. And we're watching that prophecy come to fruition. So, 
I just, you know, everything happening around the country right now, we're in a sad state. It's really, it's really not good and it's only going to get worse. And so, you know, I wish I had good news. Uh, I wish, you know, there was something to be hopeful for, but uh, it's not a lot of great stuff happening right now. If you're in America, Um, it's definitely not a lot of great stuff happening if you're in Ukraine and you're in Russia. And there's a lot of misconception around what's happening there as well. The media is great at spinning a story to evoke a certain emotion or reaction. And to be honest, my thoughts on, you know, the Russia-Ukraine incident is, is really none of my business. It's, it's to be honest, it's none of America's business. Um, I saw something today that <laughs> it was, it was funny. It was a skit where these two guys, uh, were talking about how, like when, when America, you know, drops a bomb on somewhere in Afghanistan, it's okay. But when Russia goes into Ukraine, it's not okay. You know, and they were making the, the, the comparison that when America does it, it's no big deal. But when another country does it, it's bad. You know, China wants to invade Taiwan, it's bad. They can't do it. You know, uh, disagreements between countries in Africa, you know, no, it doesn't make, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Uh, but when the U.S. does it, you know, we're the saviors. And I think that that's a problem. I think that perception needs to go away. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed Donald Trump's presidency, because he put America first. It was we need to take care of home first before we can help these other countries. If we're going to help these other countries, you can't help anybody until you help yourself. And we got a lot of problems in America. A lot of problems. A lot of things need to be fixed. A lot of, a lot of things need to be reimagined. You know, changes need to be made from the bottom up. I mean, a lot of things need to be stripped down and rebuilt uh, based off of the framework of the Constitution. And that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I said that because, you know, there was some, you know, there was a, uh, a political, I'm going to use the word scholar loosely, a political commentator who said this week that the Constitution is a trash document that we need to do away with completely and it needs to be rewritten. And if you've read the Constitution, if you looked at it, it is quite literally one of the most brilliant documents that's ever been written. And it is something that if you if you have any shred of critical thought, it is a document that holds up over time. And I just think that we need to rebuild and restructure a lot of things to, to, you know, lean more closely and lean closer, closer in to the framework of the Constitution that holds this country up and keeps us accountable. Um, you know, it's just so many things that, you know, you can say about where we are now. And I don't, you know... Sometimes I'm at a loss when I see certain things that are happening in this country and the mindsets of people and how it's just this ignorance, this bliss mentality is just rampant 
where people just don't care. They don't want to put the work in. They don't want to have the boat rock. They don't want to have the narrative changed, which is a word that I'm sick of. I'm sick of the word narrative. Everybody has a narrative or whatever. You know, everybody, nobody wants to sit down and have any thought-provoking discussion. Everybody wants to be right, and they only want to be around people that agree with them. And it's dangerous. Groupthink is dangerous. Living in the echo chamber is dangerous. It's horrible. And I don't see how people live. I don't, I don't know how we got to such a place where, you know, we're so mentally fragile that we just can't handle the thought of somebody else thinking differently than we do. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how we, we got here. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Um, I don't understand how a difference of opinion can end a friendship or, you know, even worse, you know, put a wedge between family members, cause discord between loved ones because we think differently about something. You know, when can we get back to the time where you think differently than I do? Well, tell me why, you know, help me understand. And then there's there's follows what follows is honest conversation, open discourse, and we walk away with a agree to disagree mentality, or maybe somebody sees a point of view that they didn't see before and somebody's mind has changed. You have to become the truth that you hear. So uh I'm very frustrated at what's happening, what I see. I'm very frustrated when I go to the grocery store and I'm overpaying for groceries I'm very frustrated when I go to the gas station and I'm overpaying for gas I'm overpaying for a house if I'm trying to buy one it's just too much and we need a break and unfortunately we have two more years two and a half more years to deal with these policies to deal with this administration Uh, until we can see any real change. And I'm afraid to think about the damage that can be done over the next two years. Like, what, what could be next? You hear rumors about a cyber pandemic coming. You know, is that something that could possibly happen? Well, you know what? After COVID, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So I don't put it past the wickedness of men who have ill intentions and don't love this country. They don't love America. I don't put anything past them uh, that they will do what they can to preserve themselves and their families rather than put the country first, which is what they swore to do when they took office. Whether you're a senator or a congressman, congresswoman, whatever you are. I think that, you know, we need to make some changes. Things have to be different. We cannot continue on like this as a country. You know, so, you know, I I really had intended on getting in in here today, tapping in to talk about something completely different. I saw some stuff on critical race theory this week that really set me off. Uh, Critical race theory is a topic that, you know, I really plan to do uh, an entire episode on in detail. Uh, because it's absolutely ridiculous uh, and what's happening within our school systems. But, um, you know, when I get thinking about the cost of everything and the cost of doing business in this country, it's too much. 
and we need relief. This is just unbelievable. So I just wanted to tap in and kind of get some things out, get some things off my chest, you know, share with the listeners uh, wherever you are. I hope that things are different. If you're listening somewhere outside of the U.S., I hope things are better where you are. I'm not, you know, I don't know that they are, uh, but we need some changes here. We need relief. We need something to come in and take the pressure off because it's looking like it's getting ready to get worse before it gets better. And, you know, I'm afraid for, you know, where this country is headed. Uh, And I'm afraid that, you know, we care too, too much about things that don't matter. We care too much about the most popular challenge on social media. We care too much about, you know, some stupid twerk video or something that doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't help anybody accomplish anything. You know, we just need an overhaul in this country. You know, we need Jesus. That's the bottom line. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can email me at uncommonsensewithkt at gmail.com. If you're listening uh, on Apple Podcast, uh, please give me uh, a review and a rating. Uh, subscribe and share with your friends. And uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. God bless. Take care.